Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Better. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Well, hello and welcome. I want to encourage you to uh, make sure that whatever platform you are joining us from, that you would say hello. Uh, We have people waiting to answer uh, your questions, and I'm excited about what I have to share with you today. And by the way, I just want you to know that we really do care about you. We love you. We're thankful for you, and we're praying for you. And by the way, talking about prayer, I trust that you are engaged in that 21 days of prayer and that you're asking God to move in your life and in your family's life, in your friend's life, and uh, in our community and around the world. Now, again, whatever platform you are joining us from, be sure to say hello and get in that chat. And if you got any questions, we would love to be able to do that. Now, we've been taking a look at the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, It's a book written by a man named Solomon. He was the king of Israel. He was known as the wisest king and the wealthiest king who ever lived. And uh, he is sharing with us his life experience. He's sharing with us what he observed in life. And he lived a life that many of us can only imagine about. And at the end of his life, he begins to to talk more about the wisdom above the sun. And he's letting us know what he has discovered, what he has learned, and the insights that he has, and what really is important in life. And so he comes to this final conclusion in chapter 12, and by the way, I trust that you have been reading a chapter a week, and uh, he's been asking the question, what's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of life? Where am I going? How can I find satisfaction? And, and now he is going to give us the answer. Now, what you have to realize is this. Solomon was the wealthiest man in the world, and so he had money to pull off anything that he wanted to do. He had the ability to search and do things that you and I only dream of. And so now he looks at life between birth and death, and uh, he gives us the experiences that all of us are going to go through. And so what I want us to do is I want us just to grasp what he has to say, because 29 times in this book, he refers under the sun. He's saying that there's something about you and me that has a tendency to have a limited perspective. And he's telling us to move above the sun and to have a God perspective, a biblical perspective. Now, he understands that life is short, that life is brief, and uh, he's talking to you and I as a friend, as a instructor, as a teacher. Now, no doubt, as he writes this last chapter in his journal, He's thinking about what his father had to say. And his father says this in in, uh, Psalms 103, uh, verses 15 and 16. He says this, Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and we die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we have never been here before. Wow. And so what he's saying is that life is short, that it comes and goes. And so he walks us through some things and he gives us his final thought. And I just want to walk us through this chapter once again because it is loaded with wisdom. And so here's the first thing that Solomon would say in his final thoughts. He would say that you and I need to remember 
the creator. We need to remember our creator. Look at what he says in verses one. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Now again, Solomon has given us a, a picture of, of what he has learned. And he's saying one of the most important things that you and I can do is to remember God while we're young. Now again, remembering God isn't just a thought. Oh yeah, I know that there's a God. Remembering God means that he has his rightful place in your life, that he's the focus, he's the center, that you're looking to him for wisdom and for guidance in your life. And so he would say, listen, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Now he gives us some reasons why. And the first one is this, by establishing healthy patterns in life. He is saying that you and I are called to remember our creator in our youth because that's when you and I establish patterns in our life. You see, you know, the fact of the matter is I, I, I believe that, that when we're young, we are, are very uh, much wet cement and we're being shaped and we're being formed. And, and how we're being shaped and how we're being formed is going to be with us until the, the end of our life. And so he's saying, you need to begin with God. You know, maybe, maybe you've heard it said about somebody, well, they're just a grumpy old man. Let me tell you why they're a grumpy old man. Because they were a grumpy young man because they had dysfunctional patterns in their life. And the fact of the matter is, it just continued to, to develop in their life. And so Solomon would say to you and I, remember your creator in the days of your youth, because that's where you're being shaped and that's where you're being formed. It has been said that, that your, your biblical view or your worldview or your values or the way in which you see life will be determined by the time you are the age of 13. That's been proven. And so no wonder Solomon is saying to you and me, remember your creator in the days of your youth. And so it's very, very important that you and I, okay, as adults, as moms and dads, that we are very, very intentional with our children and that we make sure that we are impressing upon them the truths about who God is and, and that he loves them and that he cares for them and that he only has the best for them. Now, this is what we're committed to here at New Point. And throughout all of our next-gen ministries, you know, we have certain truths that we want to uh, impress upon our children and our students because we know, we know that life isn't ultimately going to be fair. And we know that, that they are being shaped. But you know what, mom and dad, we need to work with you. And that's why we would say that, that we're here to support you, to help your children and, and your students to be able to remember their creator in the days of their youth. What we would say is, you're the spiritual leader in their life and we're here to support you. Now, when you think that a child's life is shaped by the time that they're 13 years uh, of age, that's very, very sobering. To know that, you know, basically, that's who they're gonna be. And, and that's why you and I struggle so much with God. Because maybe you didn't grow up in a home like that. Maybe you didn't remember God as your creator 
in the days of your youth. And so what happens is when you hear truth from God's word, you just say, ah, I don't know if I can swallow that. I don't know if I can handle that. Let me give you a prime example, okay? Uh, only 3% of Christians tithe. Only 3%. Why? Because money is very, very important to us. And so what happens is uh, when we hear that God wants us to honor him with our giving, you know, we don't want to do it. And yet I would tell you about myself, okay? I grew up in a home where this was impressed upon me. And so even when I didn't walk with God, guess what I did? I tithed. I gave to God because it was a pattern of my life. And patterns are so huge. They're so huge. And so Solomon would say to you and me, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Why? Because you're establishing patterns there. And the reason is obvious, because you're not going to be able to shake what patterns you develop as a young person. Matter of fact, the older you get, guess what? The harder the change. Patterns are, are hard to break, and that's why it's so critical that you and I remember, as Solomon is saying, your creator in the days of your youth. Now, what happens is he goes on, okay? And, and he talks about not only that we need to remember the Creator in the days of our youth by establishing patterns, but he has something else to say, okay? He says, remember your Creator in the days of your youth before the pressures of life come. Look what he has to say. This is incredible. He says, remember your Creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you say, I find no pleasure in them. What's he saying? He is saying that life isn't fair, that, that, that trouble's going to touch your life, that's going to touch my life, and that what happens is if we haven't developed those, those patterns, those right ways of thinking, when days come into your life and my life that are hard and difficult, and they will be, that what happens is we won't be able to handle them properly. And it's inevitable that you're going to have problems. Jesus, who's wiser than Solomon, said, in this world, you will have trouble and you will have tribulations. You see, you're going to have breakdowns in life that'll make it very difficult in life to be able to process, to be able to move on and not get stuck unless you have, okay, unless you have the right patterns of understanding who God is and his love for you and his ability to help you. And so it's very, very important that you and I develop ways and means of how we can handle life in a world that's broken, life in a world that's not fair. Because here's what I know. The older you grow and the older that I grow, the more the pressures come and the less physical strength that we have. And so we're dependent upon spiritual strength more than physical strength. And so you have a great opportunity, and maybe you're listening, and maybe you're a teenager, or maybe you're in your 20s. Listen, you have an incredible opportunity to recognize the importance of remembering your Creator in the days of your youth and develop those patterns because pressure is going to come. And if you can remember God and get to know God while you're young, then what happens is it sets you up for the rest of life because you're gonna face temptations, not just when you're young, but when you're older. 
And he's there to help you to be able to do that which is right. You see, many times, and I'm sure that, that many of us that are joining us today would say, you know what, Dwight, I made some unwise choices during my youth. And you know what? It still impacts me. I know that God has forgiven me, but it still impacts me today. And it's because we ignored God's truth when we're young. You see, listen, experience is not the best teacher. Truth is, and that's what Solomon is saying. So he is saying, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Why? Because you're establishing patterns, ways of thinking, ways of doing life. See, I believe you're only making five to seven decisions in life. And then you manage them for the rest of your life. Those are those patterns. And he says you need to do it because pressure is going to come to your life. And then he says this. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before your physical body or our physical bodies decline. Okay? Now, this, this is really kind of hilarious, okay? In verses uh, 2 through 5, here's what, I'm not going to read it for us, but you can read it, okay? But here's what he covers in talking about our physical body declining, our capacities diminishing. He says, you're going to lose uh, your eyesight. You're going to have poor eyesight. You're going to have hearing problems. You're going to have sleeping problems. You're going to have gray hair. You're going to go bald. Your, your, your muscles are, are, are going to go flabby. Okay. Uh, you're going to lose your teeth. Uh, your endurance is not going to be as strong. You're going to have difficulty in doing things. And as I read that in verses two and five, I said, Solomon, you're describing me. Okay, you know, I've lost my hair, my hair is gray, you know, I, I'm not as strong as I used to be. And, and he's not doing this to discourage you and me. He's doing this to let you and I know the reality that what happens is, you know, your body is decaying, my body is decaying. And that what happens is if I can remember my creator in the days of my youth, then when my physical strength is gone, I can have spiritual strength because a lot of times the older we get, we wonder if we can contribute, if we can make a difference, if we really matter in life. And so the picture that he gives us is not to discourage us, but simply call our attention that you don't want to neglect God in the early years of your life. Because what happens is you'll come to the latter part of your life and you will wonder if life really matters, if life really is important. And what happens is you will begin to focus on the wrong things. And so those who remember God in their youth, okay, they never lose that inner strength. You know, you see what happens is no doubt maybe you look at some people who are dealing with their age and you think, you know, they've got so much faith. They've got so much strength. And you think it comes easy to them. No. What happens is they've developed patterns. They've developed ways of thinking that has affected their beliefs that now in the latter days of their life, they're strong because they, they see not just below the sun, but they see and they understand above the sun. And so Solomon would say to you and me, okay, in his conclusion, hey, you know what? Remember your creator in the days of your youth. You know why? Because trouble is coming. You're going to experience pressure. You're going to experience challenges physically. And then he moves on 
And he says, you not only need to remember your creator in the days of your youth, but you need to get the right perspective. And perspective is everything, okay? And so he talks about it here in verses six through eight. Let's look at it. He says, yes, remember your creator now while you are young. Check this out, okay? This is so important. Before the silver cord of life snaps, that means before you die, and the golden bowl is broken. You physically are breaking down. He says, don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well. He says, don't, don't wait until life gets unraveled, okay? He says, for then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. And then he says this, everything is meaningless, meaningless, completely meaningless. And so Solomon is saying to you and I, remember God in the days of your youth before the cord of life snaps. Why? Because what, what happens, again, when, when you and I grow older, okay, we don't, we don't remember the things that just happened yesterday. You know what happens? We remember the things that happened long ago. And the ability for you and I to look back on life and to be able to say, hey, you know what? I am so thankful that I remembered God in my youth. I am so thankful that, that I developed certain patterns in my life. I can look back on my life. And yes, I have regrets. But you know what? They would have been many more had I not remembered God in the days of my youth. And so in doing that, what happens is it helps you and I to keep our life in perspective. That life is more than just living and dying. That life is, is, is about living with God forever and ever. And so the reason why you have that perspective is because of the patterns that you've developed in your life. You didn't grow up ignoring God or putting God off. No, you, you grew up depending on God and learning about God. And again, mom and dad, this is why it's so important so important that you are intentional with your kids and teaching them and training them in the ways in which they should go. This is so, 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 so important. And so Solomon would say, get the right perspective. Remember God in your youth so that what happens is you can develop these patterns and they can take you through the pressures of life. They can take you when you physically are decaying and declining. And then he goes on and he says this. He says, keep this in mind, okay? The teacher was considered wise, and he's the teacher. And he taught the people everything he knew. Listen carefully to everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying him. Says the teacher sought to find just the right words to express truth clearly. Now, now, now look at how he describes Truth. He says, the words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. And maybe just me going through this, for some of you it's painful because you didn't remember God in the days of your youth. That's what he's saying. And so that's why we have to remember God. That's why we have to point people to God. And then he goes on, he says this, their collected sayings are like a nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives the sheep. He's saying that his, his truth, his wisdom, sometimes is painful because we get off track. And then he finishes up and he says this, but my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful for writing books is endless. Everybody's writing books, he's saying. 
and much study wears you out. That's the whole story. He's saying that, you know what, you, you can complicate things if you want, okay? And, and, and what happens, sometimes people say, well, if I can just make sense of it, I will believe it. He's saying, you know what, you know, you can read and read and read and what happens, it wears you out and you'll never get the right perspective. And so he concludes with this. He says, so here is my final conclusion. Fear God and keep his commandments. Wow. Fear God and keep his commandments. And so he's saying two things as he wraps up his journal. Number one, fear God. Fear God. Now this seems to confuse a lot of people because they said, why would I fear a loving God? That doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I thought we weren't supposed to fear, okay? Well, the fact of the matter is when you fear God, all other fears begin to diminish in your life. The reason why I believe that we're a society of, of fear is because we don't fear God. When you fear him who is almighty and all-powerful and all-knowing, then what happens, the fear of man begins to subside in your life and my life. And what happens is it brings a wholeness, it brings a stability, it brings a confidence in your life because you know the one who knows you best loves you most. And it's the secret to life, is to be able to fear God because you know that he only wants the best for you and for me. You know, I feared my mom and dad. I mean, I knew that if I got out of line, guess what? They were gonna bring me back in line. Why? Because they loved me and they only wanted the best for me. And that's how our relationship with God should be. That we fear him, not, not, not in an unhealthy way, but knowing who he is and that we humble ourselves before him. So Solomon would say, hey, let me tell you how to simplify life. Fear God, because he wants the best for you. And then secondly, he would say, obey his commands. Obey his commands. He would say, fear God and obey his commands. He would say, this is the full duty of mankind. Now, what are God's commands? Okay, well, Jesus, the one who is wiser than Solomon said it um, in Matthew. Matthew records it. He says, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the only two commands, and all of the laws of the prophets are summed up in this. And so what, what Solomon is saying is fear God and obey him. That's it. Isn't that simple? Doesn't that simplify life for you and me? If, if, if you and I would make a commitment, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fear God. That means I'm going to recognize his greatness, his goodness, his awesomeness, and I know that he's wiser than me. I know that, that, that he's more powerful than me. And I'm going to fear him. And then I'm going to obey his command. I'm going to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. And I'm going to love the people around me, the way in which God has loved me. So Solomon says this. He says, fear God and keep his command. Okay, For this is the duty of all mankind. All mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. And so what he's saying is we should fear God because he knows everything. But here's the good news about God, okay? He's gracious and he's kind and he's forgiving. And so what he is telling you and I is that God knows everything and he's going to record or he's going to reward you and I accordingly to what we have done. And if we have accepted him as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life, then guess what? He's going to reward us for what we have done. If 
we haven't accepted him as the forgiver of our sins and the leader of our life, then what happens is he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And that we will spend eternity away from him. And so Solomon would say, you know what? I want you to do two things. I want you to fear God and I want you to obey his commands. Now, Jesus, again, who was greater than Solomon, echoed these words when he was teaching and when he was living on earth. And here's what he says, and Matthew records it. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had as its foundation the rock. Now check this out. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You know what Jesus is saying here? Fear God and obey him. And so what happens is this. You're going to experience pressures. You're going to experience problems. You're going to experience life quakes. You're going to experience losses. You're going to experience all of those. And Solomon, the wisest man apart from Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ himself is saying, so you need to have a good foundation. And the foundation that you need to have is to fear God and obey him or to listen to his words and put them into practice. Now, you might say, Dwight, I wish I would have heard this a long, long time ago because I didn't remember God in the days of my youth. And I've got regret after regret after regret after regret. Well, I want to tell you, this God is so great, and this is one of the reasons why I fear him, is because he's able to restore. He's able to bring hope and healing to you. Solomon's father, David, wrote this in Psalms. He said, he lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among the princes, even the princes of his own people. Wow. What's he saying? He's able to restore. He's able to forgive. No matter how many things you have done wrong, no matter how many regrets that you have. You see, in theory, you may feel like you don't deserve anything. But God loves you and God cares about you. And he's able to take all the stuff that has happened in your life that you would say, I regret this. I wished I wouldn't have acted that way. I wished I wouldn't have responded that way. I wished I wouldn't have done that. And turn it into something good. You know, as I've shared with you, and I want to pray with you here in a moment, but one of my favorite songs right now is called Graves to Garden. And it means that, that God can take that which is not pretty and which is painful in your life, a grave, and yet he can make a garden out of it. He can make something beautiful out of it. And that's what he wants to do for you today. And if you're a young person, maybe you're a teenager or in your early 20s, you know, I want you to grasp this because this is the wisest man who ever lived. He says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Develop those patterns because trouble is coming. Your health will fail you. And if you can get the right perspective of fearing God 
okay, and obeying his command, then when life hands you choices, you can choose better. So I want you to listen to this song after I pray and allow God to minister to you. But maybe today you need to resolve that you're going to fear God and obey his commands and allow him to bring stability and confidence to you in this world. And so God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you that through your wisdom and through your power, you kept this book called Ecclesiastes, and that you inspired Solomon to be able to write from his own experience and from what he observed in life so that we could learn and grow and to be able to deal with life's challenges and life's issues and life's disappointments and setbacks. And so we thank you for that. God, I pray for every young person that's listening today, that today they would decide that they are going to remember you, put you first in their life so that they can develop healthy patterns about who you are and how you work so that they can be able to face life boldly and courageously. For those of us who are older and maybe didn't have that in our life, God, may we know that you are a God of new beginnings. You turn graves into gardens. And may we just humbly come and today declare to you that we're going to fear you and we're going to obey you and allow you to do what only you can do. So we love you today and give us your wisdom so that when life throws choices at us, we will choose better. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media. Download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through Google Play or the App Store, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.